Guten Tag and welcome to our weekly educational rounds here at Seclaire, uh, where each week we present a topic that uh, could possibly be of interest incorporate into your life, uh, which we provide every week. Uh, we hope that you would consider uh, going back through previous programs, the ones that you may be interested in, and reviewing, and if you have any particular questions or comments about them, to contact us. Uh, my name is Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist here at Seclair, and today I'm joined by two of my colleagues. And on my left would be... I'm Dave. I'm a physician assistant student from the University of Mount Union. And on my right. Uh, my name is Lauren. I'm a physician assistant student from Seton Hill University. And what we've been doing the last uh, the last two weeks, uh, the last two broadcasts, we've been going uh, over 12-step uh, recovery and incorporating uh, dialectical behavioral therapy and behavioral change in, in individuals' lives. And uh, as a disclaimer, I want to assert the fact that I do not speak for or represent any 12-step fellowship. This is merely incorporating the 12 steps uh, in an individual's life, which involve ego deflation and which involve uh, behavioral change, a change in your thoughts and a change in your actions. So tell me uh, something, uh, Dave. Have you ever been able to think your way into behavioral change? Have you been able to ever think your way into, let's say, acting right? Uh, well, I was able to think about it, but not into it. Right. Right. So maybe you've heard this one, Lauren. There were three, three frogs on a, on a log, and they made the decision to jump? Nope, haven't heard that one. Tell okay. About it. There, were, there were three frogs on a log, and they made a decision to jump in the lake. Okay. How many frogs were left on the log? None. All of them, because actually all they did was make the decision. They, they, didn't, they didn't take any action. So we can we can make all the decisions we want to. So how many how many times in your life have you uh, wished and hoped that things would get better? A lot. Yeah, sure. Did you ever did you ever sit back, Lauren, and hope that hope that things would happen? Yeah. Uh -huh. Did you ever sit back and wait for something to happen? Yes. That good job's out there. Yes. That 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 special person is out there. Yes. Right, right. And what happened, Dave? What happened with those wishes and hopes? Well, that's kind of where they stayed. They just stayed as wishes and hopes. <laughs> you bet. You bet. And perhaps, uh, perhaps if you're viewing this today, you can relate to that in your own lives. As it's action and effort, it's actually having to do something in your life that creates that creates a better tomorrow. And it's action and effort in the present that, that makes the future possible. Wishes and hopes. And we can certainly turn those into goals and ambitions. So what we've been dealing with is is twelve step recovery and the associated behavioral changes that accompany with each step. So last uh, time we finished at uh, we finished at step four and went over the inventory steps. And in step five, what we do is we admit to God, the Creator, however you want to label things, to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. So if you remember, Dave. Uh, what we talked when we talked about step four, those three lists, the fears, the resentments, and the sex. So we gather these character defects. Well, what do we do with them? Send them up in smoke signals? Uh, huh? Wish them away? Well, we actually have to take action to make them change. You bet. You bet. And sometimes when the ping pong balls are bouncing between your ears, uh, Lauren, uh, it also helps to, to get these things out, to actually hear them spoken. 
So what it involves in step five is when you have uh, you and another individual, preferably your sponsor, who prepared this uh, four-step inventory list, you sit with a qualified, and I repeat that word, qualified individual, and you 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 do your fifth step with them. You take your fourth step with this individual. So the it's not just sitting reading out of your notebook and throwing your hands up in the air and say hallelujah free at last uh it's an interactive affair with uh, with that individual they share some of the things about their life uh mainly what they do is share with you what they did about it and it's getting it's getting these things out into the open it's it's dropping the rock dave it's dropping the rock it's have you ever heard the it's our secrets that keep us sick lord Mm-hmm. It's our secrets that keep us sick. And these are things that we bring out into the open. And as we've discussed before, secrets are like vampires. Vampires. Somebody was talking to me about vampires today. And when uh, when vampires are exposed to the to the sunlight, what happens, Dave? Vaporize. They vaporize. They dissolve. They dissolve. And that's what that's what a whole lot like uh, like telling the truth is. Having these secrets bring out. Do you ever do you ever carry a secret around with you, Lauren? Uh yeah. How'd that feel? Like a hundred pounds. You bet. You bet. Did anyone ever come up to you, Dave, and say, Dave, do you have something to tell me? Uh, every now and then. Every now and then. How'd that make you feel? Uncomfortable. Yes, you bet. <laughs> you bet. And there's certainly that, certainly, what What do you think of? You think of, well, what do, what do they know? Right, yeah. Exactly. And what's, 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 what's the least lie that I can tell them? That to, to get past this. Okay, so step five, step four and five, and a lot of uh, individuals, uh, it's a common misconception that step four and five are believed to be the most important uh, steps in this rehabilitative process, when actually it's it's step six and step seven. And step six, we were entirely ready to have the creator uh, remove all these defects of character. Okay, that means we gather them together. And that means incorporating uh, some willingness versus willfulness. And sometimes we're pretty willful. Have you ever been around a little one and they're, they're pretty willful? Yeah, they have all the energy. You bet. Have you ever seen one, a little one at the uh, cash register at the, 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 the checkout stand and they've got that little flashy thing or they've got the, the candy in their hand? Mm-hmm. Do they want to let it go? No. And they're, they're being willful. Isn't that correct? So the difference between being willful and being willing, uh, I can be, I can grudgingly turn something over or when a parent takes the child's hand and yanks that uh, candy bar out of their hand, uh, they're still pretty angry about it. So what we want to do is become willing to have these character defects removed. Uh, And sometimes in DBT skills, what we use is something called turning the mind. Is something called turning the mind. So let's say that you're you're one of the you're one of the distractions in my life. You're one of the things that cause me so much pain and so much agony, uh, and I just can't remove you. Okay. So sometimes we just we just keep looking. Okay. So let's uh, let's imagine this. So I'm looking, and when I just turn my mind, that means I I look straight ahead. I I turn my mind. Are you still there? Yes. Yes, you yes you are. However, am I preoccupied with you? Nope. Okay, so here's here's one of the DBT skills that we use. Uh, have you ever been? What's your favorite? Uh, when you go to a restaurant, Lauren, what's your favorite meal? What would you order? Um, probably some kind of pasta. Some type of pasta. Okay, and what would be the last thing that you would order? Um, eggplant. <laughs> eggplant. Okay, so you haven't eaten for two weeks. Okay. There's one restaurant open in town. 
you have no place to get, no way to get anywhere else. Uh, and you're, you're going to, you're going to pass out. You're going to expire. So you walk in there and you order, you order pasta. Okay. Okay. And they came out and they come out with a big plate of eggplant and they say, Lauren, Lauren, this is all we have. This is all that's left. And sometimes life's like that. We don't get what we order. However, when it's on our plate, we, we, we learn how to deal with it. And sometimes when we don't deal with it, Dave, what do we do? How do, we, how do people act out um, in other ways when some things in life are unacceptable to them? Get angry. They get angry. Get depressed, sad. They get depressed, sad. And some, and some people turn to other uh, type of activities, don't they? Mm -hmm. such, as, uh, such as alcohol, drugs, gambling. Alcohol, drugs, things to help you forget about the, the plate of eggplant in front of you. Sure. Sure. So then what we do is we, in step seven, we ask to have these shortcomings removed. We ask to have these character defects gone. Uh, and the steps are in order for a reason. Uh, in step eight is where we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. And this, uh, Lauren, is where most people want to go first. They want to tell everybody how sorry they are. And they want to tell everybody that they won't do it again. Okay. Well, you've been uh, you've been with people here. You've been paid with patients here at Seclair, uh, and I'm sure that they've heard that. Many, I'm sure that you've told somebody that you're sorry many times. I'm sure that you've told people that you wouldn't do it again. And sometimes we have to ask ourselves, Dave, how many promises that I kept? What are those people? Those people want to hear I'm sorry anymore? Do they want to hear the I'm sorrys? No, no. How many times have they heard it? How many promises have you kept? What the individuals, what the individuals in your life who have been deeply affected by, by our behaviors, what they want to see is a change in your thoughts and a change in your actions. What they want to, they want that what they want to experience is living amends. Living amends. I can share this with you out of my own life. Uh, as most of you know out there that I'm in a recovery from drug and alcohol drug and alcohol addiction myself, and that my mother was the last friend I had on the face of the earth, the last. And so let me ask you this, Dave, is there any diamond rings I could give this woman? Is there fur coats? Is there a trip around the world? And I could say, okay, we're square, we're even? No, I don't think so. No, what, what we do is we make a living amends. We make, we make a living amends, Lauren. With individuals, with individuals in our life, so where do where do we get the where do we get this list from? Mainly, we get it from the fourth step list that we prepared. And if you're if you haven't viewed it before and want to go back to review it, uh, you can always go to www.seclair.com, uh, check out the blogs, and check out the uh, the informational series on on twelve step recovery. Now, in step nine is where we make direct amends to such people wherever possible, except to do so would injure them or others. And my hope is that you guide, get guided through these steps with a qualified individual, as uh, not every amends need to be made. Now, if I had tripped uh, Mary on the playground in fifth grade, should I hunt her down and apologize to her? Absolutely. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> sure, if I could find marriage. In the program, right? <laughs> so, however, do every amends need to be made? Let me ask you this, Lauren. Let's say, let's use this for an example. Let's say at one time I had, I had used you shamefully, shamefully in, in, a, in a relationship. And so it's five, eight, nine years later, and I, I have this, I, I really need to make amends to you. Okay, mm -hmm. so I found out that you're in another relationship. Perhaps you have children, you have a wonderful.
wonderful life. You're getting on uh, with your with your world. Uh, would it make much sense for me to come to you and reopen that wound again? No. Would that hurt you? Probably yes. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's where there's where a qualified sponsor comes into place. Let me let me uh, say this, Dave. Let's say that uh, I needed to make amends to you, okay? And I came to you with a sincere heart that I wanted to make things right, a sincere and willing heart. And you chased me out with a baseball bat, okay? Uh, so did that amends work? I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. No. Well, one of the things we do want to remember about these 12 steps in this inventory is that it's yours and yours alone, okay? If I went there with a sincere and willing heart, to make things right, what I'm trying to do is clean up my side of the street. Uh, I can't control what that individual does. Either he accepts that that amends or he does not. It However, works for you, yes, it works. It, what that's exactly correct. It works for me. Okay, so that's that's a misconception that we have to be forgiven by other people. One of the one of the hardest things to do in any type of recovery, Lauren, and we're all in recovery from something, is to it's easy to forgive other people, isn't it? I forgive you. Uh, how hard is it to forgive yourself? A lot harder. Indeed. Indeed. And one of the purposes of the, these 12 steps is to come to grips with the character defects, the, the past of your life, bring it into the present, and accept that and turn that into experience and wisdom. Not only to help yourself, but to help others. And recently we attended a 12-step uh, a meeting. Could you give me a little bit of your impressions, Dave? Uh, yeah. Uh, the AA meeting. 12 steps. Um, it was all new to me. I had never gone to one before, but uh, the sense of community and openness and kindness that everyone was showing each other it seemed like a really good environment for people to go to. They have problems that they want to get over. Any thoughts, Lauren? Um, I was just shocked at how open everybody was. No one was hiding anything when we, we were there. Um, the students that went, we were completely foreign people to them, and they were um, completely open to sharing their stories and um, troubles with us. So that was awesome. Well, 12-step meetings, and there are over 100 uh, different 12-step related uh, type of meetings uh, from AA, NA, Overeaters Anonymous, uh, Clutters Anonymous, uh, Cocaine Anonymous, you name it, they have. Uh, so the idea is that a 12-step meeting is the only place where complete strangers can come in and, and reminisce with each other, okay? Because what we what we look at is is commonalities among people in any type of addiction, and we're all we're all addicted to something. We're all addicted to something. And what we what we do is the commonalities, and it's not it's not no matter what you've done, it's what you want to do about it. Uh, it's, there's no advice, there's no lecturing. It's here's what works in my life. If you care to pick up on any of that, uh, that would be just wonderful. That would be just wonderful. So tell me a little bit uh, where in each one of these particular steps, one of the DBT skills that uh, we incorporate is the use of wise mind. Could you tell me a little bit of what your experience here is with wise mind, Dave? Uh, yeah, uh, the wise mind basically is a combination of both um, the emotional mind and the reasonable reasonable mind. Um, so those are kind of both ends of the spectrum, what's going on in our mind. Um, if we can come to a midpoint with that, um, taking our emotions and reasoning both into effect when we make decisions, you make decisions with your wise mind. And when we deal with a wise mind, Lauren, what we try to, what we do here, Lauren, is we assist people to help themselves. 
We have to try to help people to help themselves. And in a wise mind, we learn how to respond rather than react. Have you ever reacted? Oh, yeah. And? Didn't end so well. Didn't end so well. No. So sometimes when we operate with that emotional mind, we act impulsively. And perhaps we don't make the decisions that we regret. Did you ever purchase something and wish you wouldn't have? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever said yes and wish you wouldn't have? Yeah. Have you ever said no and wish you wouldn't have? No. You bet. You bet. So the idea is to learn how to um, respond rather than react. So we have finished the we finished the action steps, and in our next and final uh, on program on the twelve steps, we're going to be dealing with uh, the maintenance steps, which are step ten, which are step eleven, and step twelve, where we where we take all of the things, all the behavioral change, and we maintain it. What we do is maintain the recovery that we have. Uh, as, as we say, you can never polish the apple bright enough. You can never be bright enough. Never quit polishing the I apple. Like Absolutely. So recovery from anything, Dave, is like rowing a canoe upstream. Rowing it to action and effort, correct? So if you're rowing a canoe upstream, maybe you're going ahead and you're, you're going ahead, maybe not as fast as you'd like to, However, you're making some movement. So if you're rowing a canoe upstream and you stop paddling, what happens? Well, you start flowing the opposite way you started coming. You start going backwards. Do you stand still? Uh, no. You no. start moving down. You start going backwards. Okay. So the idea is, is to continue to place this action and effort into your recovery. And my hope is, everyone out there, that you consider yourself worth the investment. And, and you certainly are. You certainly are. So we'd like uh, we'd like you to be able to tune in to next week. Perhaps uh, you can join us at www.seclair.com uh, for review of the blogs. We're an integrative holistic uh, psychiatric facility to offer enhancements to individuals' life. And what we do here is all based on mindfulness. And we also like to give a free prescription at the end of uh, end of every group. And what we have is we advise. Uh, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, perhaps unplug your television, and maybe take up fishing. And my friend Danielle and I, this afternoon, we're going to do some real mindfulness, and we're going to be fishing without bait. So the next time we hope that you'll be together with us, and one more thing, I'm asking you to commit to be good to yourself today. Thank you.